welcome to the Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today I'm going to be talking about what to grow in those really hot months. So this is going to be my last episode for this year. I'm going to take a little bit of a summer break but I thought I'd sort of wrap up with um, basically some tips on things to grow when it gets too hot because I know for a lot of people um, in hot climates they kind of just like want to give up and go to the beach which I totally get. So for us when summer hits it's when we get all of the really bad bugs come in, the watering feels like it's a full-time job, everything suffers from the heat including ourselves um, and we are more susceptible to a whole bag of diseases. So it can kind of be like I, I think the the hot months for us is kind of like the really cold months for the rest of the, you know, when people get those really extreme low temperatures in the depths of winter. For us, that's our summer equivalent. So that's when we just give up, go inside and sit in the air con. Um, so whilst a good solution is to sort of let your beds rest at this time, like do some green manure crops or just let them sort of recover from, um, especially if you've got small space and you're doing a lot of intensive gardening, that's probably a good time to do that. But for us, we still want to be able to grow our own food. So over the, the years, I've discovered a few things that do grow quite well when it's really hot. Um, so I'm here to share them with you today. So the first one is eggplants. So some people don't really like them. I like them because they're very versatile. So I can chuck them in a curry. I can use them as replacements for pasta sheets and lasagna. They make a good parmigiana. Um, and just in our climate, I find them really easy to grow. They're so resilient, um, especially to fruit flies. I don't seem to get any major issues with them in, from fruit fly. Um, and they're really great to grow in pots. So these were like a staple when we were renting. We had a whole heap of eggplants just in pots and they were just little productive um, food machines, basically. Um, the main main issue I get with these is sometimes I get uh, some hard, um, hard scale on them, which can just be dealt with like hosing them off or scraping them off with your fingers if you get onto them quickly. Um, so my favourite varieties are the Lebanese ones, which are the long skinny ones, um, because they produce quicker um, and you can just slice them up without having to do anything to them. Some of the, the old big varieties are quite bitter and you have to salt them, um, but a lot of the new ones don't, like they don't have that bitter taste. Um, some cute ones you can get as well, there's the fairy tale ones, which are like... Um, stripy purple and white ones. Um, you can get yellow ones and white ones and yeah, all sorts of different kind, kinds of eggplants. So it's a really good one to grow. The other one is corn. So over the years, corn has been a, a bit of a hit and miss, but last year we had a bump crop. Um, so my big tip is for planting in grids, planting quite densely and lots and lots and lots of water. So I know this kind of hits that, um, oh, we're watering all the time. But if you can sort of just put like a dripper in there and sort of leave it for a bit, um, your corn is just going to go nuts. So these guys are generally safe from fruit fly, um, but they do get affected by uh, some caterpillars. So you, 
they just bore their way through and they eat your corn cobs. So you, you won't know until you pick them often, um, but they're, they're just a good one um, to give a go in those hot months. They do like it hot. Um, so And you can get all different kinds of corn these days. Um, aside from your sweet corn, there's lots of different kinds of popping corns and um, corn for making flowers if you are so inclined. Um, we normally stick to um, the sweet corn because the kids eat it a lot um but yeah I'd love to try some um some of the really pretty looking um popping corns for them as well the next one is chili so if you like a bit of spicy in life you can't go past a, a good chili plant we plant heaps of these guys I think I planted about eight just last weekend um and they do really they handle the heat extremely well um fruit fly however they do like um a chili, especially if they're a big one that takes a little bit longer if you're waiting for them to turn red. Um, but you can sort of combat this by just putting some nets over the top of the plants. Uh, again, like eggplant, these are really great for pots um, if you're renting. Um, so yeah, go nuts with the chilies if if you eat them, that is. If you don't eat them, don't bother. Um, but we we use them a lot. Um, even with the kids, we, we still make... Um, condiments and things like that out of them that we can add to our meals um so the kids aren't going oh too spicy so um it's they're handy to have and you can a good way to sort of um save them is just pop them in the freezer as well I think I've still got a couple from last year <laughs> that we're still eating so they're a really good um, one to have the next one is sweet potato so I usually let my main summer garden go with the sweet potato so I'll chuck one in it, it takes over by the end of summer and then you dig it all up ready for your next crop sometimes I get impatient but it's best to leave it until about May to get some really big ones um but yeah it's it's really it just they just go nuts they take over um they can get lots of caterpillars on the leaves last year I had some little funny looking bugs that look like little UFOs I can't remember what they were called but they did they did sort of damage the leaves a fair bit, but it didn't didn't affect the end harvest at all. Um, they were still producing big tubers underneath. Um, often I will also put these in, in sort of their own tub, like big mega pots, um, so they don't take over. I haven't put them in our new gardens um, at the new place yet because um, I'm a bit worried that they will just take over. Um, you can actually eat the leaves like a spinach as well. So they're really, it's a really good versatile plant. And a lot of people um, don't know that you can eat the leaves, but yeah, it's a good one to have. The next one is snake beans. So if you love your beans, um, mainly for cooking as opposed to eating fresh, um, snake beans are, you know, they they're pretty good for summer. Like I admit, I don't have much luck with traditional bush beans over summer. And last year I got bean fly. Um, and these ones seem to be pretty resilient to that, um, pest. Um, but the bush beans sort of, they sort of tend to fall prey to a host of diseases like rust, um, due to our humidity, but snake beans on the other hand, they just go nuts. So, um, yeah. And you can, Basically, two beans will provide, you know, enough be enough beans for a meal, basically. So, so they just go nuts. The other one is um, loofah. And if you're not familiar with loofah, um, it's actually like a, 
a gourd. It's not a sea sponge, as a lot of people think. Um, it grows on a very vigorous climbing vine and you can actually eat the young babies um, or you can let the um, the fruit mature and then you get sponges. We, um, we didn't grow them last year because we had so many <laughs> the year before. I've still got a big box of them in my storeroom. Um, and we use them for everything. We use them in the kitchen, we use them in the bathroom, we use them to clean fish tanks. Um, they are, they're just handy things to have around. And it's a really great one if you need to um, give a bit of shade for things like chicken runs and things like that. Um, because it, it just is so rigorous, especially if it's got a lot of water. We found in our aquaponics that it went the best um, and it went crazy. So that's another one to try out if... Um, if you want some inspiration for things to grow over the warm months. So this is my last episode for this year. I'm going to take a little bit of a break um, from recording the weekly podcast. We've done almost six months of podcasts um, on a weekly basis, which has been awesome. And I just want to thank you guys for listening and thanks for reaching out and giving me your feedback. I really appreciate it. It makes me feel like I'm not talking to myself. Um, if you have any questions any um, or would like me to cover any specific topics, I would love for you to reach out and let me know. Um, if you want to stay in touch, head on over to my website and sign up to my email list. I will still be doing weekly emails. Um, so in those emails, I usually send out, um, blogs and weekly lists of what to plant. Um, so if you want to keep in touch, please head on over to the website and sign up to my email list. Um, and you'll get some goodies as well if you do so. So thanks again for listening and I will speak to you guys next year. I hope you guys have a good summer and happy growing. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes, or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.